0: 6:30, Chad. Inside sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on 6:30, Chad.
1: He blitzes right past Marshawn
0: to the net, ditches. What time score? Leon Draysonal.
1: What a play by McDavid. Draysonal's got it back. Ten seconds to play. What time?
0: Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your
3: Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 630 Chad. Inside Sports on the air for this week. Our first hour and our last hour because we got a lot of hockey coming up. This week, starting tonight, 7 o'clock, Game 2, Western Conference Final between the San Jose Sharks and the St. Louis Blues. The Sharks looking to take a 2-0 lead. Blues trying to tie up that series, heading back to St. Louis. Then the rest of the week, Game 3, Eastern Conference Final, Canes and Bruins, 6 o'clock. Game 3, West Final on Wednesday in St. Louis, 6 o'clock. They're all 6 o'clock. Game 4. East Final on Thursday, Game Four, West Final on Friday. And then we will see what happens. Beyond that, good evening. It's Dave Campbell in for Reed Wilkins tonight on 6:30. Chat inside sports. Uh, Reed will be back uh, sometime next week, uh, depending on when our NHL coverage uh, where it takes us and what nights we have. But uh, one hour tonight, got Kelly Rudy coming up from the NHL on Rogers. Also, we'll preview the WHL final between the Portland, not the Portland, uh, the Portland Winterhawks, in the brain because the last time we had a game seven, it was in Portland for the Western Hockey League final when the Edmonton Oil Kings won that game then they would move on to win the Memorial Cup but tonight it's in Prince Albert, the Raiders they have blown a 3-1 series lead Vancouver Giants have rallied to tie this series up at three. So game number seven goes tonight in Prince Albert in about an hour from now. Also, the Bakersfield Condors trying to force a game seven. They're at home to the San Diego Gulls in game six of the Pacific Division final in the American Hockey League, trying to force a game number seven. Earlier today at the... uh, World Hockey Championships. Wow, what a what a crazy game between Slovakia and Canada. Mark Stone scores the winner with about two seconds left. Canada wins by a score of six to five. Incredible! In the other game, uh, other games today, the U.S. Uh, beat Finland by a score of three two. In the matchup between Jack Hughes of the U.S. and Kapokako of Finland, projected to go one-two in the draft next month. Also, Russia with a three-nothing win over the Czech Republic, and Sweden with a big-time win over Norway by a score of nine to one. Jays are off tonight. Also, a dark night in the NBA as the Western Conference Final will begin tomorrow between the Golden State Warriors and the Portland Trailblazers. And the Toronto Raptors, yes, they did it. They're into the Eastern Conference Final against the Milwaukee Bucks. That'll start on Wednesday. Oh, my goodness, Kawhi Leonard with a shot for the ages. If my computer will play it. Hi, Kellen. How you doing? <laughs> doing great. Yeah. How about you, David? Here we go. I'm doing fine. Cool. My computer, not so good. Oh. The spinning dial. It's so. got a case of the Mondays. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. What an incredible moment, Oh, though. absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, the hang time on that shot was yep. just obscene. Yeah, it was. It, it was incredible. It was incredible. And mm-hmm. it kind of erased the, well, I think it did. I mean, and they have the, I can't remember who had it, but they have the side-by-side of, of the shot what, 18, 19 year, No, 18 years ago when uh, Vince Carter in Philadelphia against the Sixers plunked it off the uh, rim. And, of course, there was a lot of controversy that day because he went to go graduate at his college and then he flew back to Philadelphia to play the game. A lot of Raptor fans, Toronto fans, were not happy about that. Well, it looked like almost the exact same thing. You know, here's Kawhi Leonard plunking it off the rim, but then he gets the lucky bounce. And if he would have missed, the game would have gone to overtime. Yeah, they were were not as as catastrophic. But what a shot. And oh, what a call. Kevin Harlan, he brought it. It's off the Leonard. Defending. Is this the Tiger? Incredible, kills. I probably have listened to this about a dozen times already today. I probably listened to it a half a dozen times last night. Incredible, incredible. Hey, let's go to Toronto now. Let's bring in uh, Kelly Rudy from the uh, NHL on Rogers. Actually, you know what we're going to do? We're going to take a break, and then uh, we will rack up Kelly Rudy from the uh, NHL on Rogers. So we'll do that in a moment here on 6:30 Chat Inside Sports.
0: You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on
3: Edmonton Sports Leader. 630 Chad. Coming up tonight, we got game number two, Western Conference Final between the San Jose Sharks and St. Louis Blues as the Blues are trying to tie up that series at 1. Sharks trying to take a 2-0 lead into St. Louis on Wednesday. Let's go to Toronto now and join once again by our weekly contributor here on 630 Chate Inside Sports, Kelly Rudy from the NHL on Rogers. Kelly, nice to have you along. How you doing? Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks for inviting me on again. I have to ask you the obvious question because you are in Toronto right now. Where were you when Kawhi Leonard drained that winning shot last night against the Philadelphia
2: 76ers? That was amazing and I have to tell you, I'm not much a basketball fan and It's been a long time since I uh, sat down and watched the game. So uh, Corey Hirsch and I, uh, we were at uh, Joey at the Eaton Center last night and uh, watching the game, had a bite to eat and a little bit of wine, and all of a sudden it's the fourth quarter, and we're like, holy cow, this is pretty interesting because he and I, I, I think I can speak for Corey as well. He's not the biggest basketball enthusiast either, and all of a sudden it turns into a fantastic game and just a ridiculously exciting ending. It's always nice when you're, in
3: a, when you're in a, and you've been there before, but, you know, a big sporting moment in the, in the city that you're uh, currently, uh, yeah. you know, doing, doing your work in right now, that's always pretty cool.
2: Oh, yeah, and the, of course the restaurant just erupted. It was crazy anyways. It was really loud during the course of the game, but uh, that ending was spectacular, and people were cheering and, you know, standing up, and it was, it was pretty neat to be a part of. Let's talk about
3: uh, the game tonight. Uh, It's game number two, Western Conference Final between the San Jose Sharks and the St. Louis Blues. Uh, Sharks winning game one by a score of 6-3 to to take a one-game-to-nothing lead. And, of course, you're going to hear that game right here on 6.30, Chad, just after uh, 7 o'clock. It it was a game that seemed like you know, it didn't seem like the Blues did a lot wrong. It just seemed like they did a lot wrong in a in a, in a span of uh, I don't know what was it ten minutes or something like that. It looked like the puck was a grenade all of a sudden, and it just ended up in the back of their net.
2: Yeah, I think they're going to be a better team tonight. Uh, I didn't like their defense. In fact, they're top four uh, in our pregame show. In fact, I'm going to show some of the clips uh, from some of their mistakes, and I didn't. And I'm not singling anybody. Uh, out in particular because that uh, would be unfair. Because I, like I said, I thought the top four weren't very good for them, so uh too many mistakes too they made it too easy for the sharks to score some of those goals so i think tonight uh, based on the uh, previous uh, what four four and a half months the way the blues have played that they're going to get back to their regular style and i, I think elliot might be doing something on binnington and his ability to rebound as well
3: now i, I know you said you didn't want to single anyone out i'll single one person out uh the sure. blues are a very good hockey team but vladimir tarasenko where are you like, it's it's yeah. amazing. It's like he's just completely gone off the map here.
2: I know. Uh, you know, it's interesting when you watch guys like that. And, and I spoke to a person that uh, uh, knows Tarasenko and the Blues organization. And he told me that he's actually a really good guy. He cares. You know, he, he worries about winning and losing. But for whatever reason, it, it doesn't outwardly appear to be the case, right? It, yeah. it, like, he... You know, I'm with you, and I know that as Coach Bruby said, that he needs a lot more from Tarasenko. So he's one of those guys that, you know, he kind of – he's on the outside. He's got that great wrister that, you know, he's excellent at But sometimes he doesn't seem like he's fully invested, which this other person – would say that uh, they'd uh, contradict what I'm saying, but that's just what my appearances are. You know, you know his nickname, as you probably know, Dave, is a tank. Mm-hmm. So he's a big guy. Like, he can really hit. Like, if he really wants to... I've been a part of games uh, broadcasting him, and uh, he he takes charge, and he's a really physical player when he wants to be. So I'm hoping they're going to get a little bit more of that out of him tonight.
3: You know, it's interesting, too, because, I mean, there was a time when when the Blues were not as good as they are now where Tarasenko was basically one of their only options offensively, and now it's Mm -hmm. not the case. He's got a lot of options around him, so you would think that would help a guy like Vladimir Tarasenko, who, who, you know, he did finish the, the regular season leading the yep. team and scoring with 33 goals, but there's a lot of support around him, so he, he's got to be their best player, but he's got a lot of support, uh, you know, a good supporting cast. So it's just it's just kind of funny because, you know, he, he seems like a guy that yeah. has a lot of desire, but I know Craig Berube said, I, and, you, and you referenced some things that he said, but one quote I saw
2: today was, he's got to be better away from the puck. Yeah, definitely, and you know he plays on uh, an awfully good line with Shen and Schwartz, so it's not as though he's, uh, he's dragging those guys along. I mean, they're they're excellent players by their own right. and In fact, uh, Shen is a guy that's fully involved in every game. I don't know how what he's averaging for hits, but I bet it'd be about five hits a game. And uh, so you would think that Tarasenko would follow suit. It's pretty easy when your linemates hitting a lot of people to sort of feel or get that energy from them. So. Yeah, it's uh, you know, and then there are other players as well on that team. Like uh, I thought, David Perron was really quiet last game, and, yeah. and he's a guy that he he's usually in the middle of things, and he knows how to stir it up. So I think tonight we'll get more from him as well.
3: Yeah, for sure. Kelly Rudy joining us from the NHL on Rogers here on six thirty. Chet Inside Sports talking about Game Two of the Western Conference Final, which will uh, air right here on six thirty. Chet just after the news at seven o'clock. All right, let's switch gears. Talk about the Eastern Conference and. I'm not sure what to think about this series anymore, (laughs) you know. I thought it would be a long series. It could still be a long series. Mm -hmm. The way the Hurricanes played yesterday, I find it a tad alarming. Their special teams, especially their penalty kill, is not good right now. But their five-on-five play carried them through the second round, um, and it's just really not there right now. So it's kind of like you know, they're getting the perfect storm here where their specialty teams aren't playing well. They're five-on-five five games, a little suspect. And I heard a comment today from Rob Rindamore, Kelly, that maybe, you know, I don't know if I read too much into this, but it kind of alarmed me yep. a bit, saying we've hit the wall mentally. You know, it's been a tough four months for us trying to, you know, right, right. And scratch and claw, and I'm going, okay, did, 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 has
2: it struck midnight for the Carolina Hurricanes? Well, it's kind of a conversation we had after the game with uh, Nick and Elliot and myself about, oh, what's going to happen now with the Hurricanes because we we're kind of wondering the same thing. Have they hit a wall? Did they or are they out of gas emotionally? Because it appeared to be the case yesterday, and for all the reasons that you mentioned, you know, they're giving up way too many power play goals to the Bruins. In fact, way too easy. You look at the two power play goals that Bruins scored yesterday. Jake DeBrusque had, what, three whacks at the first one to put mm-hmm. it in, and Slavin was too late in getting to him. And then uh, Matt Grislyk, uh, uh or excuse me, there's, uh, yeah, Grizzlick. he scored the fourth goal to right. make it 4 nothing, and a long stretch pass. Now, granted, it was a beautiful stretch pass from Krug, but, uh, you know, he, they got in behind uh, DeHaan, and it was just too easy. So uh we will see that one tomorrow that that one i'm really unsure of i don't know if uh, carolina is going to claw their way back into it but of course tomorrow is a big one so uh yeah keep our eye on that one of course
3: back in the storm surge you never know that that could be the lift uh yeah that's right. hockey club needs yep. right i agree yep they certainly feed off that uh, fan base Kelly Rudy joining us from the NHL on Rogers here on 630 Chad Inside Sports. Let me ask you a question about just quickly about the Oilers. And, of course, they, we talked about it on Friday with Ken Holland being named yep. as the general manager. I uh, Played a clip Friday night. Uh, Ken Holland uh, guested on Oilers now with Bob Stoffer, which you can hear from noon until two uh, weekdays here on 630 Chet. Uh, talking about the coaching search. Uh, and he says, I don't have the desire, Ken Holland said this, I don't have the desire to interview Ten to fifteen coaches but I I may talk mm-hmm. about ten to fifteen coaches and he's going to use Ken Hitchcock's brain here as well uh, and his resources and his his mindset um, where do you think Ken Holland might go here with this uh, with this search that I, I don't know there's there's not a lot of coaches available that maybe the orders would have been interested in I mean Quinville's got a job now and you know Lane Vino's got a job now so you look at a Dave Tippett maybe in Seattle or you look at a Todd Nelson but but what, what do you think about the coaching search here and what Ken Holland might have to look for
2: here well, and I, I think, yeah, I would agree that, you know, you, you might not want to interview as many as 10 people. I think that gets uh, pretty confusing and and uh, work that's unnecessary. But when he finalizes that list, whether it's three, four or five, something like that, you know, I wouldn't even be surprised to see Ken Holland go off the the grid, so to speak. You know, he's he's in previous years, you know, for some of his minor league teams and so on, and, and then including when he hired Blasio after uh, Babcock uh, left. Uh, you know, he, he might be keeping his eye on somebody that uh, we're not really focused on. I know Dave Tippett seems to be the, the name everybody seems to be throwing around, whether it's Seattle, Buffalo, or... Or uh, Edmonton, but you know I wouldn't be surprised, knowing Ken, that uh, there's there's a couple of candidates out there that we're not even really uh, aware of. Well, we'll keep an eye on it for sure. Kelly, thanks for
3: your time. Enjoy the game tonight, okay, and the rest of the uh, the playoffs. Okay, appreciate it. Thanks, Dave. <laughs> Kelly Rudy from the NHL on Rogers. You'll hear Kelly sometime next week when we uh, pick it up again on 6:30. Chat inside sports, uh, depending on, of course, how deep the uh, East and West Final go. And right now <laughs> the. East final may not go deep at all. And here's the comment, Rob Rindamore, uh from Rob Brindamore that I referenced to Kelly that had me a little concerned. We've only played two games in 10 days, but I think the mental
2: fatigue got to us. There's been a, a real strong push by our guys for about four months, and it just felt like we didn't have that extra gear you need at this time of year. When you don't have your game going, there's really
3: not much you, you can do. No, that doesn't mean they can't find that extra gear, but it's definitely an admission that you know, maybe this is becoming a bit of a strain on, on this team, the run, the pressure to get in, that sort of thing. And I don't know. It's strange. I mean, their special teams have been dreadful all playoff. They have just 11% success rate on the power play, and they're killing less than 70% of their penalties. And that's not good. I mean, the Bruins so far have been four for seven on the power play. The Hurricanes, they're one for seven on the power play. But it's the five on five play that concerns you the most. Well, I wouldn't say concerning the most. You keep taking penalties against a hot power play, That that is concerning. But it just seems like the Hurricanes cannot match what the Bruins bring at this point. Now, you go to the storm surge, anything can happen. But obviously, game three is going to be critical because there is no way that the Hurricanes are going to erase a 3 0 deficit.
2: Also, you know, it's it's kind of a difference in, in markets and that stuff. But could you imagine a head coach in a Canadian market if a Canadian team is down two nothing in a East or Western Conference Final, walking out and saying, "Hey, we got mental fatigue." Yeah, that would be bulletin board type material for every talk show across the the country at that yeah. time. Yeah, it was a curious statement.
3: It's almost you know I don't want to say it's not a you know. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is The Deal.
0: Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment.
1: That is a harsh lesson in business.
2: Sports is and not as simple know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I
0: didn't want to do another stomp you out speech.
2: It opened so,
1: up so many you know, more doors. The show is
0: called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal.
3: Listen to The Deal on Spotify. We're, we're giving up here, folks. Okay, that's it. We're mentally competing. Maybe it was a detriment they had that much time off, too. Because round one to round two, they play right away from the Capitals to the Islanders, and then they had to wait around. I don't know. It's, But they have not looked very good in this series. They have not looked good at all. In uh, five of six periods, they've been dreadful. And who's going to start in goal? It's not necessarily Peter Morazic's fault, but Curtis McElhenney was pretty good in the last two games of the Islanders series. We don't know who's gonna start in goal tomorrow. Something maybe they think about. If uh, your head coach Rob Rindemore. News is next from the 630 Chad 24 Hour News Center with Cassandra Josewin. When we come back, we'll set up game seven, Western Hockey League final. PA Raiders and the Vancouver Giants. Campbell in for Wilkins, Monday evening edition of 630 Chad Inside Sports.
0: Party people! Subscribe to the Inside Sports Podcast, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. This is 630 Chad Inside Sports.
1: It's off to Leonard, defended by Simmons, is this the Tiger? 6.33,
3: 6.33, yeah, it never gets old, folks. Never gets old. Kevin Harlan's call of Kawhi's, Kawhi Leonard's buzzer beater game seven of their uh, second-round Eastern Conference playoff series against the Philadelphia 76ers, Raptors. Man, I feel like playing some NBA jam after that. Yeah, you should. Absolutely. Oh, boom shakalaka. boom shakalaka. Yeah, I, mean, I love that game. Oh, that's still the best basketball game ever created. It's outstanding. Um, but, yeah. Raptors into the Eastern Conference Final. They will take on the Milwaukee Bucks starting on Wednesday in Milwaukee. I uh, can text in at 6.30, 6.30. Uh, Jay writes in and says, wanted to let you know that my uncle Walter Bueller passed away Saturday evening after his battle with cancer. Yes, I did hear about that yesterday, Jay, and my condolences to you and the rest of the family. Uh, Walt Bueller was a fantastic individual a very kind soul a very kind soul um i got to uh i met him first over basically our talkback system uh because i produced oiler games from uh, 1995 to 2003 uh, into 2004 i believe so you know eight nine years and then i was able to cover oiler games Uh, for a few years after that, so I saw Walt down at at the Coliseum and got a chance to talk to him a little bit more. And just a very good guy, just a a kind-hearted soul, like I said, you know, deep heart for everybody. And uh, it was quite an honour to, uh, at the end of hockey games, when I was on the board, uh, when Rod Phillips was going through the... uh, you know the uh, thank yous and all that that I I was able to be a part of that along with all of them and, and Walt Bueller so um, so yes Jay thank you very much for texting that um, texting that in uh, and Walter Bueller uh, unfortunately passed away on Saturday night a battle with cancer so uh, we all remember those who know Walter remember him very very well and uh, a good man and this world has lost a good man so uh, rest in peace my friend rest in peace it is uh, six thirty six coming up tonight game 7 no well yes game <laughs> we'll talk about that in a moment game 2 western conference final between the San Jose Sharks and the St. Louis Blues uh Jay Bomeister talking about just simply have to be better in game 1 we didn't <laughs> Didn't play how we can play for a
0: long enough period of time, and uh, they took advantage of, you know, really a lot of the chances that they got. So uh, you cut down on that and, and continue to
3: kind of build how we want to play, and we'll be alright. Tyler Bozak says simply, got to play as a team. We were a little spread out last game. Um, you know, uh, you're not really
0: going to beat guys one-on-one too much in this league, especially at this stage. So, uh, you know, everyone's really tight defensively. you got to support each other. you got to, you know, two-on-one guys as much as you can and, you know, be there for guys when they need an outlet pass. So I think we'll be a little bit tighter tonight and a little closer.
3: But... Uh Braden Shen, there is absolutely no need to panic.
2: It's one game so far. It's a long series. Uh, we know that two teams are good. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a tough long series. So um, no, they got the best of us game one, and we're looking to have a solid uh, game two here. You
3: know, just an uncharacteristic stretch there uh, for the for the Blues in the middle of the game, where they just could not handle the puck in their own zone, and their defense core, the guys that you usually they usually rely on, Petroangelo and Shen or er, and uh, sorry and uh, Pareko uh Bo Meester, I mean they just they just did not come to play very well but this is a group that uh, is very well cro- coached by Craig Berube and yeah they need they need Vladimir Tarasenko to show up Tarasenko has to show up he has 5 goals in the playoffs but 4 in the power play so he's an excellent one-shot scorer but 5 on 5 he has been almost invisible not good yes game 7 Western Hockey League final tonight in Prince Albert the Raiders At home to the Vancouver Giants, the Raiders at one point had a three games to one lead in this series. Bill Wilms is the radio analyst for the Giants. He joins us now. Bill, nice to have you on the show. I'm terrific. Uh, good time of year to be play, playing hockey and talking about it in May. No kidding. Absolutely. So we're going to have the first Game 7 tonight in the Western Hockey League final since 2014 when the Edmonton Oil Kings beat the Portland Winterhawks in uh, Game 7 in Portland and then they went on, uh, the Oil Kings did, to win the Memorial Cup. Uh, we're going to have the, uh, or the Vancouver Giants there in uh, Prince Albert to play the Raiders, trying to become the first WHL team to erase a 3-1 deficit since the uh, Victoria Cougars uh, pulled the trick in 1981 against the Calgary Wranglers. Bill, the stage is set for a dramatic evening in Prince Prince Albert tonight.
1: Yeah, and it's a it's a dramatic uh, evening. It's a dramatic game, and 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 Dave, honestly, it's a it's a dramatic atmosphere. I, you know, I've been in a lot of Western Hockey League playoff games. I've been very very fortunate. Uh, I am not sure. I've seen quite anything that's as intense and as emotional. And, uh, you know, it's it's so good for the city of Prince Albert. It's one of the small markets uh, in the Western Hockey League. And, you know, from, you know, uh, what do you call it, uh, groups of cars, uh, you know, taking the team to the airplane and picking them up and right. ushering them back into town is phenomenal. Yeah,
3: no, no question, and, and that's just kind of what the Western Hockey League is all about, right? And that 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 community spirit, but. This was a series that it looked like the Raiders were going to run away with. You know, last Tuesday I kind of had a tough medical day, and uh, you know I'm texting back with Morley Scott, uh, you know who was at uh, at the game uh, at the Langley Event Center on uh, on Tuesday, and I said, well, hey, have fun, because I saw him post something on Twitter and Facebook, and he responded back and said, there's not much fun being had right now. Five nothing P.A. (laughs) after one, and now it's eight nothing, and then the (laughs) the Raiders go on to win eight to two. Then it was a bit of a calmer game but still a loss for the Giants so one nothing in game four how did we get here to a game seven how were the Giants able to turn this
1: around well you know they they, they have uh a couple things in place that uh, are are very very solid this is a this is a group that's had a lot of success because of uh uh, you know, one of the kind of uh, score by committee, offense by committee, uh, you know, Bowen-Byram notwithstanding, uh, but they, they've, got, they've got a work-boot mentality, and uh, they, you know, they've they, they, one of their top lines in the playoffs has been a line that aren't natural goal scorers, and so, you know, when you look at some of these guys, they know that they've got to work hard to get to spots to score goals. It doesn't come easy, but when it was 7 nothing, I want to say, after period number one, one in that game in uh, in Vancouver, uh, the regroup a little bit started uh, right at, the, you know, the second part of that game. And it's easy to say, well, yeah, Prince Albert took their foot off the gas. But I thought Vancouver and their coaching staff admitted it, that they saw something they could rebuild on. Well, you, now you go back to the 1-0 game that they lost after that, you know, Dave, that could have gone either way. That that was that was there for the taking. It was just a great goal, you know, that made it one nothing late in the period. And but they built something from that. And it's not often that you get a chance to rebuild uh, your systems in the playoffs. Never mind in the seven game, you know, or best of seven Western Hockey League final. But they did that, and they got some success in that one nothing loss. And sometimes, you know, seeds of success are built, if you will, in 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 losses. Um, and then they they go to work and they win you know in Friday night convincingly in vancouver and this is a team that 's now beat uh, Prince Albert uh, unbelievably four times in the se- you know four times a season, yeah. three in the post and you know and one in the regular season there 's not a lot of teams that have done that this is a team that i still don 't think they 've got ten losses combined uh, on the season, and vancouver 's done a job and boy they got a belief a belief mentality but i 'll tell you this is the two best skating teams in the western hockey league and it 's been a it 's been a pl- Pleasure to watch.
3: Joined by Bill Wilms. He's the radio analyst for the Vancouver Giants. Uh, joining us here on 630 Chet Inside Sports tonight, the uh, WHL season wraps up. It's game seven of the WHL final in PA as the Raiders host the Vancouver Giants. The Giants trying to erase a three games to one deficit. Maybe speak more about that, that game five win. Um, it's a 2-3-2 series, so that's the last chance that the Giants get to play at home. Um and you know momentum. You know it's you can't really carry that over from game to game. But winning that game, I imagine that that had to lift the spirits of the team. And the one thing you can take is the confidence and the you know a bit a little bit of inspiration into Game Six. Even if you have to you know board a plane and take a bus and get to the arena. I mean that's the one thing you can probably take with you. Yeah,
1: you, you know one of the biggest things that came out of that game um, was the fact that Vancouver did not watched the trophy presentation in their own arena. Um, You know, it was 5,000 plus. It was a record crowd for Vancouver. I think they were as much set on that not happening. They did not want to see that happen in their own building. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they they didn't. They didn't. The fans never got to see that. And that's a good thing because that builds well for the end of this season, which has been a really great you know, great year at the Langley Event Center. So um, it's great. Now they go on the road, and, and you know, it all, it all goes back to game one, too, uh, in Prince Albert, where Vancouver didn't win that game. So, you know, carrying that momentum over, and, and you're right, it's hard to carry momentum from, sh- from game to game. It's utterly, it's vitally re- important to carry momentum uh, from shift to shift. Uh, during a game. You've got to find an answer to swing times in games. You've got to recognize swing times in games. And you have to know that, okay, this is now a you know, a minute and a half or two-minute shift where they've played with more energy than we have. And this is what I think Vancouver's handled exceptionally well. You take last night's game, honest to goodness, you know, PA scored it in the first minute, scored in the last minute, a period one, 2-2, two, two. and then never got a goal 40 minutes the rest of the 40-minute hockey game. And that was all because, as I said, they handled the surge as well. There's going to be enormous surges in these games. There is at this level. These kids are that good. And how you master that within a game is so important. And, I mean, David Tannik is in goal has been great. And this is a team that's got so much confidence their entire group now that they can handle those momentum swings. Because when you get a surge, Dave, as they do in this arena with this crowd, mm-hmm. It is something to see. It's something to be a part of, and you just can't fold. You just can't, you know, back off and be flat-footed because they'll run three goals past you so fast and make your head spin.
3: You have a, a, two teams playing like this, and even in the playoffs, I mean, you're going to focus on the best players. So, so give me an assessment of uh, for PA, uh, Noah Greger's play, and, and then for the Giants, uh, Bowen Byram, who's going to be a high pick in the draft coming up next month.
1: Well, Noah Greger's in, in, intriguing in that, I would say, with all due respect to all the players in this, in this uh, series so far, he is the best skater. Uh, I think he comes into tonight's game with 38 shots on goal. That, that's ridiculous. That's, a, that's a, a, an unbelievable amount of offense that he generates. He drives the offense. So so you've got to have an answer for him. He didn't get any points, I don't think, the last game, but you could tell when you're getting that big pucks on that You were a danger. Now you had Leeson, you had Hanoon, and you had a couple of those other forwards in there, and you've, you've got some some dangerous players. Now Bowen Byram is, well, Dave, he, he drives the offense for Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Right from day one, day one in, the, in the season, the strength of the Giants was going to be, the 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 six guys back on defense. They were they were all returnees, and and Bowen had gone from a sixteen year fifteen year old level to a sixteen last year. Now he's a seventeen, and I've been asked a hundred times who I compare him to. I can't. I don't know. I can just tell you when he's got the puck in the offensive zone, he's as good if not better than any forward Vancouver has. And when he's in, in, in his own zone and he has the puck in his own zone, he's as good as if not better than any defense Vancouver has. I, I don't know anybody I've seen that's, that's done that any better. And he leads that back in, but they're getting a big effort from their goaltender, from that group that Byram leads. Their power play's good. Their penalties has been good. Their work ethic is off the chart. They've never played a better road game all year than they did last night.
3: Well, it is a matchup of the two best teams in the, in the Western Hockey League, and it's fitting that it ends tonight in Game 7 in Prince Albert. Bill, thanks for your time. Enjoy the game tonight.
1: Yeah, it'll be fun. Uh, it's great, uh, as I said, boy, when you're playing at this level, this time of year, it's a fun to be a part of. Thanks, Dave. Thanks for having me.
3: Billy Wilms is one of the good ones. Absolutely. And it's nice to chat with him again on 630 Chat Inside Sports uh, Radio Analyst for the Vancouver Giants, who have erased a 3-1 series deficit. And tonight it's game seven between the Giants and the Prince Albert Raiders for the WHL final. And the winner will move on to the Memorial Cup, which begins actually this week. It's not, it's not an easy turnaround at all because the winner is going uh, right to, I believe they're in Halifax this year. So they're on the, uh, no, Sydney, Nova Scotia. That's where they are. This year, so it's uh it's going to be a long flight, and it's going to be uh, you know it's amazing. I remember back in 2014 when the team, uh, no this this was a couple of years prior. It was uh, when they went to the Memorial Cup and didn't go very well for them. I remember talking to the team after they won the WHL final the day before they were leaving for the Memorial Cup. I believe that that was when it was in Quebec, and it's just amazing because you want to. You know, they want to celebrate the WHL final, but they don't have time. They have to get on a plane and go play in the Mem Cup. So it's going to be a quick turnaround for whoever wins. But that's just the way it is for everywhere, for the, for the dub, for the Q, for the O. So that's just the way it is. But it's just kind of weird. You know, you win your league final and you have very little time to celebrate it. And if you go to the Memorial Cup and have a bad tournament, it's probably hard to see through that disappointment. But uh, someone's going to be very happy tonight. Either the Raiders or the Giants. We'll take a break. We'll set you up for game number two of the West Final and that and more here. And we'll take you on an international tour of the Kawhi Leonard Buzzer Beater. It's a lot of fun. Back in a moment.
0: You're listening to 630 Ched Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Everybody.
3: This hour brought to you by Brunch Northern Chicken Style Buttermilk Biscuit Sausage Gravy smashed Potato Sunday from 11 a.m. until two. Visit northchickenyag.com. Dave Campbell in for Reed Wilkins tonight. Uh, notice the Eskimos sent their uh, training camp schedule, and yes, because even though the CBA is uh, hasn't been signed yet, ratified. Uh, if just to catch you up. The Eskimos, along with the Stampeders and the Ontario-based teams, are not in an illegal strike position on Sunday. They will be, though, by the 23rd, which is, uh, that would be next Thursday. So those teams have to go to camp. And the first session at Commonwealth will be at 9.20 in the morning, going to 12.10. And then they'll practice Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and who knows when. Complicating matters, of course. BC Lions, Saskatchewan Rough Riders, Montreal Alouettes, Winnipeg Blue Bombers are deemed to be in a legal strike position, so they will not go to camp on the 19th if there is no CBA agreed upon. Which probably means, if that is the case, there likely is, uh, likely means the May 26th game at home against the Lions probably would be... uh, would be a no-go, because the Lions would say there's no way we can, even if we have a deal uh, ratified by then or that week, there's no way that game could go. So that would be unfortunate. And, you know, the Eskimos understand that too. I believe Callum McCarty's daughter was uh, supposed to sing in that uh, May 26th game. So (laughs) there's a lot on the line here. It's personal stuff. A lot of uh, professional stuff, obviously coaching staff, players, business. Uh, it's it's not fun. The uh, two sides are meeting. Well, they met today. They'll meet tomorrow. They meet on Wednesday and beyond that, who knows? But um, the writing will be clear, much clearer on the wall coming up later in the week. So I don't know. I, I think uh, I think anything's possible. I think a short training camp is very possible. So. We will see what happens. Hey, congratulations on the weekend. Uh, Edmonton Stingers win their inaugural game in the Canadian Elite Basketball League, 118 105 in overtime against the Niagara L- River Lions. Unfortunately, uh, on the weekend, or la- yesterday, that is, uh, they lost to the Hamilton Honey Badgers, 106 83. So they're 1 and 1. Their next game is in Niagara on Thursday. Their next home game will be on Friday, May 24th at home to the Guelph Nighthawks. FC Edmonton, their uh, debut game in the Canadian Premier League yesterday, a packed, a packed scene down at Clark Stadium, and FC Edmonton draws Pacific FC 0-0. Nil, nil. They'll be in Calgary to play Calvary FC on Saturday, and then they'll be back in, um, they're not back in Edmonton until June 1st against Valor FC. Before that, they have to go to Hamilton and play Forge FC. So there you go. What a game. Earlier today, down in Slovakia. Whoa! Canada scores with about uh, less than two seconds to go. Mark Stone wins it 6-5 over Slovakia. So Canada now, they are now 2-1 on the tournament after crushing Great Britain yesterday by a score of uh, 8 to nothing. And Canada's next action isn't until Wednesday. No, actually, that's not true. It's on Thursday against France. Other notable games at the World Hockey Championships, U.S. beats Finland 3-2 in the matchup between the projected top two um, draft picks in this year's draft, uh, Jack Hughes of the U.S. and Capo of Finland. So there you go. Coming up tonight, after the news update with Cassandra Jodhwan from the 630 Chat 24-Hour News Centre, we have Game 2 Western Conference Final. St. Louis Blues trying to tie it up. The San Jose Sharks trying to go to St. Louis at 2-0. Then we got hockey for the rest of the week. For student producer Kellen Kennedy. Thanks, Kellen. Enjoy the hockey. I'm Dave Campbell. It's only fitting we leave you with this. Enjoy the hockey.
1: It's off the Leonard. Defended by Simmons. Is this the dagger?